Now here they go out to the right hand side, which is Alicia, and then the air he goes. Here Dallin continues to climb high in 2023. He gets the second four-pointer for the Warriors. Alamatini Zelezniak throws a big dummy, bumped away from Arthur, got away from another one. DWZ's unstoppable. Double the tries for Dallin tonight. That's 20 for the season. And the Warriors have gone bang, bang. Now Egan goes to Johnson. Johnson has plenty of players now. Here's a quick pass for Tenny Zelezniak. Going for the corner. Here's Dallin has three. He pumps the fists. He's got a triple. Yeah, welcome back to the Mowers Club, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. Uh, Warriors 29, defeat the Titans 22. Gibbo, that would be last week's team, the Titans. Uh, Warriors defeat the Sea Eagles 29 to 22. Uh, they've won six straight now, the Warriors. DWZ got a hat trick. Uh, he's on fire, Philpy. Jason Saab also got a hat trick. Uh, so they had last night, they call it, uh, I think they call it the blackout game. Uh, they renamed the stadium Daniel Anderson Stadium for round 25 in honor of the former coach. They were raising money for him. It was old boys day. Everything was stacked up against the Seagulls in this one. However, they came out and uh, put in a good showing. The, the biggest talking point of this game, Philpy, the game is on the line, scores a level. Uh, Daily Cherry Evans goes for a field goal. Gets charged down. Ruben Garrick is is at fullback. He jumps to catch the charge down. And charged Nickel Clockstad comes through, hits him on the legs uh, while he's up in the air. And he half flips, comes down quite heavy, lands on his back, hurts himself, lets go of the ball. I think partly through pain, partly through thinking, I've got a penalty here, so this is a stop in play. And the Warriors pick it up and, and play stops. Now, watching the tackle, it was, uh, it was dangerous. It was a dangerous tackle, and, yeah. and he, was, he was injured from it. Now, what follows that is the referee saying, the rule for being hit in the air is only if a kick. This is general play. No penalty. You let go of the ball, so that's a knock-on. Ball to the Warriors. The Warriors go on to score a try. They then go up. They then kick a field goal, and, and the rest is history. This will no doubt divide opinion um, with our listeners. So text us in 0457736736. Do you think that was a penalty uh, against Chance Nickel Clockstar for hitting Ruben Garrick in the air? Yeah. I'm kind of split on it, Philpy. Yeah, well, the rules stipulate it's not right. If you, so it's the, to the letter of the law, they yeah. did the right thing. Yeah, correct. But I guess the question is, is the rule correct? Yeah, well, it needs to be changed, I think. That's my opinion. And rugby league needs some kind of common sense rule. Yeah. Like a referee should be able to use his own common sense. Remember that thing, common yeah. sense? Yeah. It's <laughs> not too common. No, it doesn't happen anymore. Um, where, you know, you know, for another example, and they've started to do it a little bit, where that offside rule, if a player was it came within 10 metres of the ball, they'd automatically just go, even if they were on the other side of the field and nowhere near the play, they'd be like, nah, bad luck, so-and-so is in 10 metres. Now, that's become somewhat of a common sense rule in terms of they'll go back and go, look, that person was in front of the kicker, but they played no significant role in altering whether it was a try or not. Rugby league needs some kind of common sense rule because the common sense of that was it was dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did let go of the ball and maybe he did let go, as you said, Looking for a penalty, maybe. But when I, I like to drink heavily through the 6 o'clock game. That's one of the things I like to do yeah, is nice. go hard during that game and then ease up through the next game. Um, and so I was having a good time during that game. 
I saw that and I was like, that's a send off in my, in my look. I didn't, then I looked back up, didn't see the result of what had happened and saw the Warriors score. I'm like, how did they get the ball back? Yeah. And then flicked it on and heard what had happened. And yeah. I found it interesting too, that the referee um, of that match was also the Warriors coach. Um, <laughs> yeah, same bloke. It's a bit bloke. of a look-alike. It's, it's a so, bit of a look-alike. Yeah. Well, so my question is, so they basically said that it can't be dangerous contact because it's not off a kick. So if Chance hits him and he he's, he flips 180, right, and lands in the flat of his back, which no doubt is painful from that height anyway, what if he goes another 45 degrees and lands straight on the tip of his head? Yep. That so They're saying that's still can't be dangerous because it's not off a kick. So regardless of how that tackle ended, that was never going to be a penalty because it wasn't off a kick. Whereas if you're jumping off a kick, then, you know, you're you're protected in the air. So I guess if Ruben Garrick knows the rule perfectly as it's happening, he has a choice, right, when that ball comes to him. He can jump up in the air high and take it on his chest or he can stay planted on the ground put his hands above his head and catch it above his head. Then he gets snapped in half because Chance is coming through and he's got his hands above his head. So either way, he's getting pumped there, basically. Or do you think Chance maybe knew the rule? Because he never – what I – I reckon he would have, yeah. Yeah, what I noticed before not knowing the rule was that Chance had a chance to probably pull out of it. Yeah, he tackle. didn't pull out of it. And yeah. not, not once. He yeah. keeps his arm on the whole time yeah. as he runs through. You know who I reckon – I reckon this guy knows the rule book probably the best of anyone in the NRL – They've had this season, Manly has had 14 out of 19 successful challenges. The best of any team in the wow. comp. I reckon Cherry Evans is the best at the, in the comp at the captain's challenge. I reckon he's the most switched on and he knows when to challenge. He didn't argue once with he didn't the referee. No, nah, I, I saw the referee tell him and I just saw him nod and sort of walk back. Um, he knew the rule and I think the rule is wrong. Yeah, I think we'll see on Monday when Graham Annesley comes out and has to defend all the decisions. He'll <laughs> say he got that one wrong. But how good was it to see again another huge crowd in New Zealand? Like, yeah. if they do end up getting a home final, like you could see in moments throughout that game, Manly was sort of on top, but the Warriors were able to wrestle back the momentum through a decision or a drop ball, and the crowd would just get right behind. So Dale Martini Zelezniak score three tries and the crowd are just going nuts. Like I could just feel this momentum going yeah. with them. The whole country, just like we've done for the Matildas, a similar thing could happen, I reckon, in New Zealand. Yeah, and don't I love that they're definitely a different crowd. Like yeah. you know, oh. when you, oh, see, yeah. you they see go your, hard. Yeah, you see the crowd shots of the standard Australian crowds and it's just yep. a couple of drunk bogans. You know, I saw one before in the background, someone was like doing the at the Warriors game, there was a bloke doing the bird and then like um there's always great signs. People yep. make up like they're, they're a little bit Indian Premier League uh, in terms of the production value of their signs. <laughs> yeah. They've got like a crappy cardboard thing from yeah, the yeah. thing. Um, but I love it. It's great to see. Mm, and the, did you see the Spidey guys were there? Were they? Yeah, there's a whole section of Spider-Man in like, the crowd. Because they just, I think it's just an occasion, right? And especially <laughs> now, I'd say like tickets are hard to get over there. And it's just like if you are going, you're going hard and you're going with a bunch of mates and you're having fun. And the Warriors are winning. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit worried about the Warriors, and I'll tell you why. Uh, so the Warriors beat the Seagulls by seven points. Now, like I said, this is Old Boys Day. This is Daniel Anderson Day. This is Blackout Day for the crowd. Everything stacked in their favour. Manly travelling. Manly season probably done. Warriors going for a top four side. 
Manly ravaged by injury. Warriors almost at full strength. They beat them by seven points. The game was a lot closer than that seven points, to be honest. Week before that, same thing. All the the, the odds stacked in the Warriors' favours. Over Tigers take their home game over to New Zealand. They play in New Zealand. The Warriors win that by eight. Again, that's probably not a fair indication. That was a super close game. So they've got Tigers and, and Seagulls. They've beaten them by single digits. The week before that, they're over in New Zealand again. They beat the Titans by 10 points. The Titans, yep, who are absolutely battling. That was on the Gold Coast. I was Gold because Coast. Yeah, the, that's right. There was a heap of Warriors exactly fans. Right. Yeah, I remember listening to the crowd and going, "This, yeah, yeah, okay. They, had, they were down to 12 men, the Titans, throughout the game, and they played yeah. quite well. Yeah. I, I agree with that. That's that's not a true form line, I don't think. But also, teams who do make the top four, usually they just win those games, right? Yeah. So they aren't... They, Aren't this team this year where they can go and put 50 points on bad teams? They're an arm wrestle team, right? And the one thing that I think has been great for Warriors fans is years gone by in the arm wrestle, they don't win these games. This year they are. It's yeah. just going to be whether or not they can beat um, Broncos, which they haven't. Souths, which they haven't. Penrith, which they haven't. Roosters. Yeah. So yeah. they haven't beaten these sort of top flight teams. But yeah. you got to get there, right? you, you got to get there. there, yeah. The Warriors can only beat who's in front of them. They oh, beat the Sharks. Also, yeah, they did. They, they smashed, smoked, they they smashed the, the sharks. sharks. Yeah, they smashed the Sharks. NRL coaches always talk about that. Um, players need to learn how to play uncomfortable. So you get in that moment where you're in the middle of a game, it's super close, and your body's telling you you're tired, but yeah. you've got to play uncomfortable. Yeah. They've been doing that for a few weeks. They're not going to flog anyone in the semis, right? No. So if they can get like they have been in this most recent week. Let's say the next game they play in the semi at home or wherever they're playing, it's real close with five minutes to go. They're all going to be like, oh, we've done this for the yeah. last four weeks. So. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. All right, we've got a heap of texts coming through on that Ruben Garrick tackle. We'll get to all of those after the break. To the Moe's Club, you're with Philpy and Missile this morning. Uh, a couple of texts coming through, Philpy, about uh, the Ruben Garrick tackle. Uh, Johnny Bro says, no, not correct. It wasn't dangerous because he didn't go past the horizontal. If he had landed on his head, like you say, then it's a penalty because it's dangerous. Well, that's certainly not what I was saying in the commentary um, because, A, I think it was dangerous the way he landed. Even though it was the flat of his back, he was injured. B, they said that off the ball, you can't be penalized for hitting a player in the air. So Chance didn't hold him and tip him into a dangerous position, Phil, but he just hit him on the way through. What happens to him after that is out of Chance's hands. Yeah, that's He has right. no control about how he hits the ground. Uh, John says, morning, boys. Regardless whether it was a penalty, which I say it was, Garrick was injured. Every other occasion I can recall, if you are injured, you're allowed to let go of the ball. In the words of Jeff Tuvi, ridiculous. Um, I've got an example I want to talk to you about later, Philpy, about letting go of the ball that we spoke about before the show. Gord, you're talking crap myth- missile. With your <laughs> rules, players would be jumping in the air to avoid tackle contact all the time. If you are penalised for anything other than taking a kick, uh, it'd be a crime scene. Sure. Uh, <laughs> boys, I made the spiritual pilgrimage from Wellington up to Auckland for my first ever Warriors game. How good. Been a fan since 95. The atmosphere was unbelievable. Sounded like 50,000 there. Both sides had their luck, but I guess the Warriors capitalised. Manly didn't score in the second half and they had their chances. Uh, only reason it wasn't a penalty was because they deemed that CNK didn't put him in a dangerous position. If he had landed on his head, it was probably a send-off and a penalty to the Eagles. Uh, Andrew says, what about a penalty for a dangerous tackle, like a spear tackle, no kick involved? 
There's also one here, mate. Hi, Missile and Philby. Surely all dangerous plays should be penalised. It's just a matter of referees using their common sense. I think that's what yeah. we um, sort of brought up as well. Sometimes I understand the rules, but there needs to be a common sense leeway. Like, he wasn't hurt. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, this was going to provoke the text line, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's that's what we want to do. We want to get people talking. And just on that, he didn't land in a dangerous position. Yeah. Right? Every time kickers jump up for kicks and get hit in the air, I reckon 10% of the time they land in a dangerous position. A lot of the time they land flat on their backs like that. But every time when it's off a kick, it's a penalty because it's dangerous when you're midair falling and you lose your feet and you're tipped into any position. Yeah. That's to the luck of the gods how Gary lands there. Yeah, not, that's right. Not nothing to do with how Chance hit him. No. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Uh, after this, we'll go through the Eels and the Roosters. Welcome back to the Mowers Club. You're with Philpy and Missile this morning, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. Uh, that Ruben Garrick tackle certainly got the people talking, Philpy, and I think it'll be a big issue throughout the week. Uh, let's go to Jace from North Parramatta. He is a happy Warriors fan. Morning, Jace. Morning, Missile. Morning, Philpy. Morning, Duo. Um, yes, I am very much Missile, very happy. Uh, yeah, that Garrick tackle. I listened back to the um, audio from the ref who explained it. And as you said, you know, when DCE doesn't blow up over a decision, that kind of tells you something. But the words that the ref used were, because he landed on his back, Uh he wasn't put into a dangerous position. That's what he said. And and as, as everyone said, if he would have landed anywhere near his head, that's a penalty. Yeah. But um, it just didn't happen. Even when people get a bit salty, and I thought, oh, uh, Seabold, I saw his uh, <laughs> conference after the game. I mean, he, he was missing in a Cobra hat because he sounded just like <laughs> Jones. <laughs> what was going on there? He was filthy, wasn't oh, he? I, but, Jace, um, you know who I reckon he sounded like? Tuvi. Like, uh, I thought it was an yeah, old-fashioned was Jeff Tuvi yeah. blow-up. <laughs> he was, but, but then when you look back at it, and, you know, you can get a bit salty about that one decision, yeah. but Garrick missed the penalty goal. Like he at did, the 69th yep. minute, yep. he had a shot from about 30, 40 metres or something, yep. missed that. There was a terrible penalty, went against the Warriors for Olakuatu, getting put into a, like, you know, he got lifted. That was terrible. Mate, he didn't even go anywhere near horizontal. Yeah, he, he dipped his own head. His head. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, I didn't hear um, Seabold talk about that forward pass for subs try like you know come on yeah it's that typical stuff that you know coaches always go nuclear uh, on the refs after they lose but mm. anyway i'm all good boys Beautiful. <laughs> to your show. whether it's whether it's got mowing information or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks jason uh enjoy the final series jace this is a massive season for the warriors it's been a massive success already and i reckon philpy they may go Dalian Player of the Year with Sean Johnson and Dalian Coach of the Year. Yeah, it's interesting. With Andrew Webster. They're certainly in the market. On that Seabold blow up, it's a fine line that the um, coaches at a press conference always get on the line of not getting fined. Yeah. But once he stepped over it, he was like all in. He goes, now I've now I've crossed the line. I might as well go full 25 grand. Let's have a listen to what Seabold had to say. Look, everyone here, like that's a penalty every day of the week. Now, the rule says it's not with regards because the ball bounced or it wasn't a kick. But how many times do we pull tackles up for a slight crusher, give a penalty, someone, you know, slipping up from, from 
in a chest to, to the jaw and there's a penalty. Like how many times? Well, fair dinkum. Let us be serious, right? You know, so we go two points in front with six to go there. They get the ball back. Ruben can't run. We make a poor, you know, we make a poor defensive error, but our fullback can't run, and we're saying it's not a dangerous tackle. I reckon it's ridiculous, and it's two weeks in a row. And I'll get a phone call from Dave Fairley or somebody tomorrow from the NRL, and they'll apologise or say, "Oh, look, you know, you know, that's the the correct decision," or you know, it wasn't a dangerous tackle. It was a dangerous tackle. He's injured. Like he couldn't finish the game, and it's our season on the line. So I am pissed off about it. Oh, there needs to be an investigation, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that from Seabold, though. I like it. Um, Manly season was on the line. That rules him out now for the rest of the season. He's he's had a tough year. Um, and it was. It was contentious. And I know a lot of people, you know, in our text line are saying it was cut and dry. I, I actually agree with the decision on field, but it was contentious. It was a 50-50 call. Is he getting fined? He gets fined for that, doesn't oh. he? I reckon he does. Yeah, yeah well, maybe do you reckon if you, because you already said, oh, I'm going to get a call, I'm going to get fine. They're like, ah, oh, he wants this. He wants a bit of reverse psychology. He's oh, leaning into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, I, like, it was funny, though, watching the press conference and Daly Cherry Evans, like you were saying, one of the smartest footballers in the game was just sitting there. Yeah. Sitting there. He got nothing to say. Yeah. He's seen <laughs> it all. I mean, there was positives, though, in this season for Manly. I thought Ruben Garrick was really good. He played a little bit of centre, which I think yeah. that's going to be his position going yep. forward. Yep. Um, and then Hamoli Olakawatu was pretty good most of the year. They get Luke Brooks. Uh, he'll be right. He can kick the feet up. They can say, oh, well, I was robbed. We'll go again next year. Yeah. Get Tommy. Cherry Evans has been outstanding of late. Like uh, yeah. last week against Penrith. He's, he's, he's my seven. He, he's so Australia. Australia. Yeah. Easily, yeah. Well, well, who'd the uh, who'd the others be then? He kept them in the game. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cleary's the incumbent. They won the World Cup with Cleary. Mal already came out and said Teddy's his fullback to the yeah. end of the year. So I bet you he goes Teddy and Cleary, even hey. though they got pumped in origin. I also love what we just talked about the press conference when as a player who sits next to the coach and the coach is on the blow up and the player yeah. just the player it's never awkward. knows. You know who it normally is. It's normally a Canberra player while Ricky's yeah. on the go, right? And just I love watching that person because they're yeah. like um my kids when I get involved in some road rage in the car. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll start yelling at some bloke. My kids are like, Oh, where do we look? What are we what are we doing here? All uh, right. <laughs> After the break, let's talk Eels and Roosters. The season over for the Eels. I want to hear from Eels fans. 0457 736 736. Welcome back to the Mowers Club. You're with Philpy and Missile. Brought to you by Toro Mowers. Powered by 100 years of innovation. The Eels, 12. Defeated by the Roosters, 34. That brings an end for all intents and purposes, Philpy, to the Eels season. I thought that was a little bit disappointing last night. That was Caesars on the line. Grand finalist from your last year. Sure, Mitch Moses out, but other than that, you know, they're, they're almost at, at full strength across the board. That's done. Season over. Grand final one year, missed the finals the next. What do you make of the Eels season? Yeah, well, there was a lot of chat at the start about the window closing, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, is the window closed? Is it, uh, you know, lo- lo- lost a couple of key players in key positions. Um, then the Josh Hodgson injury. Um, Doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. Brought in a couple of players. Yeah, it's hard to know where they're going wrong. Obviously, they had the Dylan Brown incident in the middle of the season. In saying that, uh, then they had Ryan Madison, who chose to sit out some games rather yep. than play. Four games instead <laughs> of eight grand or something like that. Yeah. Regan Campbell, Gillard playing in like uh, his sister's shorts. Um, is, is he, <laughs> I was watching last night. My wife and I were like, are his shorts 
Like, and this isn't no criticism of his weight or anything. It just feels because he's not uh, he's not a overweight guy. Like he's no, fit he's in as good shape. Yeah. Yeah. He, it looked like it kept continuously having to pull him out of his bum. And it was like, he's got someone else's shorts on. It's like they packed Mitchell Moses' shorts instead of Ricky Campbell Gillard's shorts. But, um, yeah, mate, I don't know. I don't know what you do if you're Brad Arthur for next season. You've obviously – all your money is in a significant bundle of players. So you've given yeah. a, you've given Moses a uh, upgrade mm. to keep him at the club. You've got a heap of money in Moses, in Gutho, in Dylan Brown, who I thought – would take control of the team last night, do the fair share of kicking and lead the team around the park. Didn't eventuate, which I thought was interesting for a guy on 800K a year. Um, yeah, where to from here for the Eels? Uh, Eels fans, take this in 0457736736. Where'd the season go wrong and what what changes can the Eels make before 2024 season to ensure that they don't miss this finals um, series again? Because they're a team that shouldn't be missing the finals. No. On paper, that's a good squad. Uh, it's a grand final coach, and it's a team that should be having success uh, on the field. All right, you're on the Mowers Club with Philpy and the Missile. Welcome back to the Mowers Club, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 Years of Innovation. This is a good message here from Trevor up in Port Macquarie. He's struggling after that Parramatta loss, Philpy. Yep. Morning, gents. I've followed Paris since I was six years old. I'm now 69. Uh, I've had some great times and, like now, some bad times. Our season was gone a long time ago. After getting flogged in the grand final last year, then losing some of our best players to other clubs, we never had a chance. I don't think there's any light at the end of the tunnel. I've got no answers. Maybe Arthur's time is up. Try something else. I. When you were reading, that's such a sad text. That's isn't sad. It? Yeah, I wanted. To, I was trying to get Gibbo to play REM. Everybody hurts. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's oh, that's that that's sexy. That one. No. That's sexy. Sad though. No, there's, no, there's nothing not sad, sad about this. The, well, I haven't got sad here. Do you have like only a, do sexy? All oh, right. I thought if you had REM, everybody hurts. We could read that again because it's like um, mm. it's such a, like Parramatta. I fans. think I think oh. there's hope for Para. Yeah. The, the reason being, any team with Moses, Dylan Brown, and Guffo. They're never going to get the spoon. They're never going to finish bottom of the table. They've just got to build. Uh, I think, Philpy, I think it's the outside backs. I think they're a couple short. I mean, Simonson in the centres last night made some really interesting defensive decisions. Sevo made some really interesting defensive decisions. Then Sean Russell on the other side, like he's good first grade player. Is he going to get you to a grand final? Is he going to bring out match winning players? I don't know. What are their juniors like? Have they got any coming through? I know in the uh, New South Wales under 19 state of origin game, which we're starting to see some players filter through. We saw Ethan Strange yeah. play yeah. Um, last week, uh, who was a real standout in that game. The halfback for New South Wales. Ethan Sanders? Yeah. He's, he's a gun. Para. Yeah. And he, he para? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he just signed with the Raiders. Oh, that's yeah. no good. And that's he, he, he looks first grade ready to me. Like, yeah. And he not only does he look ready, he looks like a player that could play – 10, 15 years in the NRL. Like, mm. he's got a great kicking game. He leads the team around the field well. But that's a big loss. They've lost him. Yeah, well, like, their losses as well for this year, coming into this year, Murata Kore, Isaiah Papali, Ray Stone, Oregon Confuci, Reed Marnie. It's huge. Like all, that's solid, yeah. Well, that's nearly a, that's pretty much a starting pack right there. And then the depth sort of comes into question. I think uh, Jermaine Hopgood has been really he, good. He's they been, yeah, he's been him, good. But they had to move him to the edge. I don't get that. Like, start him at lock and put Ryan Madison on the edge. Like, they're obsessed with bringing Ryan Madison off the bench. Yeah. Like, when you're playing for your season, you've got a guy like Madison who's on big coin 
and he's a good, he's a he's a big game player. You don't have the luxury of having him on the bench. Like you got to be getting ninety minutes out of Madison. Like seriously, the guy owes the club. He missed the first four rounds. Yeah, that that I mean. At that point, that's when you knew something was maybe a little bit iffy. Like, how many times at, at you know, really well-run clubs are players taken the four weeks instead of the final? That was like, sus, Like, yeah. regardless of – I mean, I'm sure the clubs are paying it anyway or something. Or they're coming yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure how it works, Gibbo, but I know if, if you went to Craig Bellamy and said, hey, Craig, I'm going to take the games instead of the, paying the fine. You're in yeah. A grade. You're an A grade, <laughs> a massive A grade. Uh, can, we, can we just go on a positive note? The Roosters. Yep. They're now they're, they're making their run. It's pretty late, but they're making their run. Next week they've got the Tigers, and then they've got Souths in the final round. Yeah. So let's say off off form lines, they go on to beat the Tigers. They may be playing South Sydney, round twenty seven, last round of the NRL, with their season on the line. Yep, huge. Fletch, uh, Joel, uh, Joel and Kane, uh, Joel Kane and Brian Fletcher, obviously who do the run home here. They've been pushing for this for a while now, yeah. haven't they? They they talked about this ages ago that they will come down to this game mm. and how good it will be. Well, um, yeah. Asterix. Oh, okay. The start yeah, of the right. year, Fletch okay. was saying that, yeah. but he was saying they were going to play in the grand final, oh. and now <laughs> the narrative has shifted just the a little round. bit. <laughs> the final round to play in the eight. Yeah. Jeez, I'd love if it was only one of these two, and it, and it. it it's looking like it may pan out that way. It may be one of these two make the eight, the other misses. The the thing is happening with the, these sides that they're all fighting for this bottom part of the top eight, right? Yep. And it's an awesome battle going on. They're all stumbling at the final hurdle. Yeah, for you right guys, team. for your Knights, it's been beautiful. Yeah. Every team you've needed to lose has lost. Yeah. We've, this uh, weekend, you need the Cowboys to lose. They it's, lose. It's interesting Eels, they lose. with this stuff where you're in around the eight, you do all the mathematics, you become yeah. like uh, the Matrix yeah. um, or that Russell Crowe movie. What's that one? Brilliant Mind. You, you start to, oh, yeah. you're movie. navigating all the maths. Whereas I spoke to a bunch of Tigers fans during the week and they were like, because I said, oh, I don't even know who to cheer for in this Cowboys-Sharks game. <laughs> and they were like, oh, mate. We've forgotten about that like six <laughs> weeks ago. The Tigers yeah, fans are like, well, I'm the same. I'm a Bulldogs fan. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so the Cowboys lose to the Sharks. Yep. You you needed that, Philpy. The the Eels lose, so they're out of contention. You needed that. The Sea Eagles, they're out of contention. So now, I mean, the Cowboys are still in contention, but if the Knights can beat the Rabbitohs, well, they're, they're pretty close to shoring up their spot, Philpy. Oh, I just had this real bad feeling about Panthers-Cowboys uh, final Absolutely. round. Um, Penrith are going to win the minor premiership, and I'm only saying that. I know the, the points difference between them and the Broncos is close at the moment, yep. but Brisbane have a bye, so they get no points. They can't accumulate any more. Panthers play the Titans, am I right? Yep, yep. Panthers are going to kick away there in the for and against race, right? Yep, you And then so. it'll come down to the final round. Penrith will rest their players. Mm. Yeah, or if not all of them, like they did last round, they'll risk a significant. Cowboys will win, and like I'm still just got the pessimistic Knights fan in me that they've been surprising me every week, and so I love that. But I still feel like we could just lose our next three games and not make the finals, and everyone goes, "How did that happen?" Well, you've got so the Knights they play the Sharks next weekend, yeah. At, yeah. which is Old Boys Day, yep. and you know Newcastle were renowned for when they were going shocking to go okay on on <laughs> Old Boys Day. I didn't have one for a while on Old Boys Day. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's been, oh, it's been some pickings, yeah. <laughs> but. I, yeah, the Cowboys... The Knights need to pick up one game. Out of Souths and Sharks over yes. the next two weeks, they yeah. need to win one of them because then last round they've got the Dragons. And 
I mean, nothing, nothing is a sure thing. But are we going to are we going to start seeing upsets here, boys? Like we're thinking that all this stuff's going to happen. Like are the Titans Tommy Weaver on debut at halfback? Is he going to come out and be a world beater? And all of a sudden, all the the Matrix Russell Crowe comes back out and <laughs> Tommy Weaver. Tommy Weaver. Where is he? What's he do? Like he's a, he's a halfback. Yeah, but what's like, he do outside of football? Yeah, because you know normally when you hear this, you go, "Oh, Tommy Weaver, he's a cleaner up at the he's Seagulls, dirt bike rider." Or, you know, is, is he a dirt bike rider? Yeah, he's go. really big into that sort of community, BMX community up there on the Gold Coast. Oh. really good family too. The Weavers. What sort Hugo of bike is Weaver? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bike does he ride? Uh, Kawasaki two hundred and fifty cc. Oh, not a Phoenix Crossland. <laughs> no, no, he's been playing great footy this year for you. He does sound like a BMX though, doesn't he? Phoenix Crossland. He he's does? been he's been much improved. Mm. I would mice. say he's probably the most improved player in the NRL. Um, yeah. only because he was so crap. Um and now <laughs> and that's all right. I'm a mad fan. I don't know if you so if you jump on the night socials and have a look, um they posted something yesterday, which I think was just to go Jacko's uh all right for the game. It just wrote locked in and it had a bunch of players on there. Uh, it's got, and the first picture is Jackson Hayes. He's just passing the ball. So everyone in the comments is like, <laughs> "Oh, Jacko's in, yeah, Jacko's playing." But uh, check out um the Fe- the BMX Phoenix Crosslands guns. Like, and that was the next amount of comments was like, "Jeez, have a look at Phoenix's gut. Like, what's going on? <laughs> he's clearly been now. He's he been on to, the curls. Yeah, he has to make. He's been down at Tribe Gym, I think. Down yeah, in, uh, Marrickville. Where's that at? What's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is uh. What's is there a return date on um, Braley? Could he make it back for the finals? Nah, he's nah, uh, done. Yeah, his ACL, Damn. so he's gone. But um, Jeez, he's had some bad luck. Mm. Yeah, he'd be great in, in this scenario here. But look, Phoenix Crossland has come into his own, and yeah. I feel like we haven't missed him. If anything, Crossland has a better kicking game. Um, True, he has a crack at a forty twenty occasionally. Yeah. We've scored a couple of tries off um, little kicks into the in goal against the Melbourne Storm. He put a little kick into the in goal, and uh, Matt Croker scored. So. I don't mind him in there. Yeah, fair I know enough. we weren't talking about this game, no, but that's I did fine. my best no, no, to no, that's, bring it the, back. This to... is all. This is this is this is the most exciting bottom uh, bottom part of the top eight we've ever had. Boys, can I ask you? James Tedesco is out next week. Uh, category one symptoms. He'll miss the Tigers game. Robinson was asked who's going to play fullback. Can I ask you guys who's going to play fullback? And is there a debate? Manu Minicello. Minichello, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, it's Manu, be Manu. Manu plays full. And then, I mean, who comes in? Is it Junior Porga comes in? Or, or Because I, I think the temptation will be to shift Suwali'i to the centres. But if anything, these last couple of weeks, it's shown that he's he's a good footballer on the wing. He was up and about last night, wasn't he? He was, and he was giving it to Mike Acevo too. He was, yeah. 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 He's, think- he's found a bit of mojo again. He's running hard. He's not breaking the same amount of tackles that he was. I, no. It's just one of those things, right? When you're not in the best form, it just doesn't eventuate for you. It was good to see the cheese. The cheese, you know, he's been yeah, he copying heaps of criticism, yeah. man. He was tough last night. He was a bit yeah. more pecorino than uh, mm. he was hard cheese rather yeah, than sort he of was. You know, soft, uh, <laughs> he you was. Know, that soft gooey cheese you yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. You go to a friend's love house. That, um, love that Siwa Wong as well. I yeah. think he's oh, going to be a good player. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think uh, amongst Roosters fans, like it was a bit strange that how late he was brought in especially because there were so many back rowers that went down and they continued to go the Butcher Brothers, 
Uh, Angus Crichton obviously was out injured, but he looks phenomenal. You know, one player who probably doesn't get a heap of raps uh, is the halfback, Drew Hutchinson. Mm. Uh, scored two tries last week, which were the greatest tries of Roosters history. Um, plays last night, and, and he really does play that steady hand. Yeah, and he's yeah. got a great kicking game, yeah, he, which the Roosters have lacked. Do you reckon he's in the top five footballers who don't look like they're footballers in the well, NRL? Cameron <laughs> Smith, yeah, Cam Smith like is it. number one. Yeah. Well, Adam Clune, does, does reserve graders count? <laughs> that guy, Billy Smith. Now, I've been, all last night, I'm like, who does he look like? He doesn't – he's a good footballer. I'm not saying he's not, but he doesn't look like a footballer. He's got that oily hair. Like, he looks like mm. a real estate agent who's just kicked on from the <laughs> Saturday auctions into a bender or um, an, an accountant who's had a good win on the cryptos. Uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> don't you reckon? He's got, yeah, I can see it. He's got the greasy, oily hair at the front. He's going to be bald soon. Well, they've got a, they've got a conundrum now. So, Sam Walker's back and playing. Yep. Do you keep Drew Hutchison? Well, that's the thing. You know what I do? Hutchison and Walker. Yeah, that. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, they won't. They won't. And and moving forward in the next season, I would be. If they make the finals, it'll probably gloss over it a little bit. If they miss the finals, I'd be surprised if Luke Keery is still at the club next year. I have a feeling next week, just because they're playing against the Tigers, who are the wooden spooners this year, they'll go Drew Hutchinson, who played the Parramatta game at the start of the year in the centres, I believe. Yeah. He'll play in the centres, and then if Walker goes through this North Sydney Bears game this weekend unscathed, it'll be Walker, Keery, and then Hacho in the centres. Suli stays on the wing. I just hate the halves pairing of Walker and Keery. They they do not they do not gel. Doesn't work. That that if anything doesn't work. As a Roosters fan, it's great that they're on the way to the finals. But if they somehow sneak into the eight, it's going to gloss over a few issues or a few yeah. things that got wrong this year. Yeah. Joey Manu playing six, unfortunately, that that didn't go great. You. Uh, Sam Walker was sort of the scapegoat. Then he got injured. Yeah. Uh, Suwali'i was moved out of position. Yeah. And we've just had so many. Oh, there's been so many injuries throughout the year. Yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of weird selections as well around like Matt Lodge as well. Yeah. Vic, where's but, Victor Radley playing now? Well, Victor. Rad- well, I mean, He's his had form such has an been season. And the thing was, Victor a few years ago was talked up to potentially play Origin. Yeah. Like he was in he him and Cam Murray was not sort just of, talked up. He was he was yeah, there. He was, he was, he was killing around the squad. Yeah. And I'm not sure if so. He's obviously had his concerns with the judiciary, uh, like head heavily knocks. publicized head knocks too. And it's like yeah. that has to take some sort of toll. I'll tell, yeah. you, I'll tell you where he did Tavita. perform last night was in the post-match interview. Uh, I think you've got the audio, Gibbo. Let's have a listen to Victor Radley in the post-match. He's a freak of nature. He likes, um, he puts avocado seeds up his ass, I'm telling you. And that's what that's his secret. That's what he reckons anyway. Where's Lindsay? We, need, him about we need to know to about the avocados. I swear to God. So that's a secret for anyone out there. So, who's he talking about? Have a guess. Have, yeah. If you had to have a guess, who Suli? is he? No. <laughs> James Tedesco. No. Who would stick uh, avocado seeds up their bum? Like who? We, who would? Brendan I, Smith. Actually, I know the answer. So yeah. I'm Brendan gonna, Smith. Yeah. No. Brendan Smith. I love how you're just judging people now. You're like, oh, no. Who yeah, is it? Siwa Wong. No. 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 <laughs> No, he's going to name about the whole that young team. Guy, he's on like he's only played a few games, and you're like that bloke. Yeah, he's shove avocado <laughs> seeds up his ass. Drew Hutchison. No, no. I reveal. Who? Come on, there's a that's a Queensland type behaviour, isn't it? Like, Lindsay Collins. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> could Dan, you could you pick it? 
No, I couldn't have picked that. Well, uh, 0457736736, what have you seen? (laughs) I thought you were about to say, what have you shoved up your bum? That's what I thought you were going to say. Lindsay Uh, Collins was great last night. He was great in origin. I asked this last night, but boys, why sometimes can some players, especially for Queensland, go so well? Oh, I don't know. Dang gay guy. And <laughs> well, he didn't play. So Well, it, well yeah. a couple last couple of years when he was playing for South, yeah. but Lindsay yeah. Collins had a great night last night, and I think uh, the Roosters are still in with a sniff. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> avocado seed sniff like that guy. Yeah. They are. Can oh, you I think it's going to come down to the last game. <laughs> what yeah. was it? I'll tell you what, if you were watching Channel 9, because that was Freddie Fitler who was doing the, the chat, about yeah. the avocado seeds. The Channel 9 commentary team, Loved it. they became a, a pack of uh, school kids, like high school, <laughs> that for the next 20 minutes, like Joey just lost his mind. He, he, <laughs> at the very last thing as they threw to the break, he, they're all just, every one of them <laughs> are giggling. They're Where did like, it come <laughs> from? Where did that so random? Where did that come from? Oh, I, I don't know. They Maybe were asking him about yeah. just like, why does he go so well? And that's it. <laughs> like Avocado seeds. Yeah. I mean, it's a big seed. It's not exactly a mandarin scene, is it? So are you talking about like the thing in the middle that you can't, like when you yeah. cut an avocado in half. Is that called the seed? Is that it? Oh, it, that's that can't be. That's a bit. Hold on. <laughs> let me just. No, no, that's not fitting in. That's what he's talking about. No, it must be something smaller. Like a, there's no seeds in avocados apart no, from the thing. Don't the they grow from seeds? Oh, or they grow uh, from trees. Oh, you mean he's going down to like um, the local yeah, flower yeah. power and getting the seeds? I don't think you'd be putting that round ball in there. Well, but if he puts no, avocado, that's what he's talking about for sure. He's the what? No, he's not. Yeah, he's not he no, if you crack open an he avocado, is. he's not putting that upside. Well, let's I, throw that out. Whether to he the, is or not, I don't know. But that's what Victor is uh, alleging. No, if he avocado, hold on, if, avocado seeds. If, are, if he's doing what you think he's doing, Gibbo, which is like getting the actual seeds from the weird. nursery, then he, he's going to have an avocado tree growing. Tree, yeah, yeah, they're growing trees, right? Avocados. Avocado. <laughs> yeah, but they, I think they're a bit smaller, so he's not putting the fully ripe avocado. That you, that you get at the Shad to Woolies or your Harris Farm Market, I think it's a little bit smaller and it it's just grows. No. So maybe what, yeah, maybe what he's doing is Victor, reach out. He's a big fan of the show, actually. Victor Radley. he is. Um, yeah, he is a competitor of ours though, because we're with Toro. Yep. What's uh, he got? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, reach out, Victor. Uh, which part of the avocado seed do you mean? Because I'm pretty confident he means that one in the middle. I don't know if that's called a seed though. No, so I've just done a little bit of digging. Um, yeah, you're And this you're is right. our gardening content for the day, yeah. just by the yeah. way. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what I'll do for us? I'll go I'll go to um, the local Harris Farm. I'll grab some avocados, boys, and I'll, and I'll report back okay. each day. Yeah. The Good. length, the size, yeah. and how I'm feeling mentally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't mind And that. how many hit-ups you get in yeah. uh, that weekend. Because uh, hit-ups? I'm or? surprised you didn't say Dylan Napa when we like, asked who I shoves. I forgot about Dylan Napa. <laughs> mm, yeah. I good. I tell you, um, I bumped into, um, you know, remember Dylan Napa got famous for that video um, yeah. and there was some bloke shadow boxing in the corner. Kane that Evans. was Kane Evans. I saw Kane Evans during the week, randomly, at the Matraville RSL, and I'm, I was standing in line. I actually let him and his mum go before me, and then um, he saw my Knights. I had a Knights jacket on because I've been repping that lately, yeah. and uh, he says to me, go to the Knights, and I, <laughs> I just looked at him and started shadow boxing. <laughs> How did he say that? Yeah, he was fine with it. He was fine.